You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Self Made Babe podcast. Today, your guest is us. Oh. <laughs> Lola and I are going to be hanging out with you today, uh, talking about all things authenticity, um, why I hate the word, and how you can be more authentic in your business. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like I should start now that I said that I hate that word. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the listeners are probably wondering why. Because it's such a word that's thrown around so much. We're seeing it everywhere. How to be authentic. Why to be authentic. So why do you hate it? Well, that's why I hate it. The so there's, so there's um, buzzword authentic, right? And then there's real authentic. So anyone who knows me well knows that I hate the word authentic because of the trope that it's become. Um, mm-hmm. And so I prefer words like genuine or real or raw. Um, But what we're here to say is to talk about those things, right? Like being real and genuine and raw. Um, Because being authentic now is almost like, hey, guys, I'm being authentic, but (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) It's almost like a fake persona you're putting on to show people you're authentic, but you're not truly being authentic to yourself. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So like diving deeper into that, um, well, we're going to use the word authentic just for consistency's sake. (laughs) I just know that Danny's cringing every time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I was at a loom retreat in April and Bonnie kicked off her presentation with talking about having an authentic brand. <laughs> she looked at me because she was like, I 
know that you hate that word, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just like, like, I hate the word boudoir, like for photography. Really? I, yeah, I think that it's like, I don't know. I feel like it has almost like this glamour photography meaning behind it now. Oh. And I really like more like using um, intimate photography or um, intimate lifestyle photography, those types of things. But as far as like SEO goes and all of that and gaining clients, it's just like the most well-known word. So like also when you're putting blog posts together, this is kind of like a sidetracked, but like if you're in a business where you're trying to get a blog post seen, people are see searching like how to be authentic in your branding and how to be um, authentic throughout your business and all of that. So it's hard to get away from words that we don't really love when they're just driven into it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but hate for word aside, um, I think it's something that's important to talk about because I feel like in our industry, in the small business world, it's kind of become for lack of a better word, this really fucked up perception that yeah. you're not allowed to be authentic in your business until you're big. Yeah. Um, because if you're authentic in your business early on, you could turn away people that would pay you money um, when you're in a place where you would literally take the homeless person on the street offering you money for your services because you're trying right. to make money. <laughs> right. That's so, so true. So I think... First, we need to shatter that illusion. Um, and I think that the Babetown Collective is a good um, semi-success story of that because I truly built the business off of telling people that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and you don't know what the fuck you're doing and that's okay. Like, just getting really... And, and also, I, I did want to mention that we are not the authenticity police and you should not... You shouldn't let anyone tell you whether you're being authentic or not as long as you are. Um, and your definition of authentic is going to be different than mine just because I talk about uh, my domestic abuse or my mental health and it goes really deep and vulnerable does not mean that if you don't get that raw that you are not being authentic to who you are. Yes. No, exactly. It's kind of like if you're a Christian, right, in the conversation of no one sin is bigger than the other, like, there's no kind of authenticity that's better than the other. Right. Um, but I think that people, like, have this illusion, like, it took me how many years in business before I put the word fuck on my website? Right. Like, the word fuck appeared on my website two months ago. And yeah. if you know me in real life, that was the not surprise. Well, you're, well, if you know me in real life, you're not going to escape a conversation without me saying that word. I've probably already said it five times in this right. recording. <laughs> um, but what, what people don't realize is that using, using my brand as an example, you came to my website and you saw me talk about travel and you saw me talk about, I, I was pretty open about the fact that I was gay. Um, I, I mean, I was pretty open about that. I used to be in corporate. I was open about a lot of things. Um, but if you read my website, I don't even think that my website said like, damn, um, yeah, I don't think so, so you got into a consult call with me. Like when you're thinking about hiring me, you're having that first conversation with me and I don't censor myself as a human being. So you went from my website, which 
was pretty clean cut as far as like language and vulgarity went. And then you got on a call with me and I say the F word or I say shit or I say damn or I say hell or whatever swear word I say. And if you weren't expecting that, you're taken aback. And you're not makes that call so awkward. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you're immediately like turned off, right? Because mm-hmm. you're immediately like, I was not expecting that. Like she's a little bit more in your face than I had expected. And even if you think my services are awesome, you're taken aback. And nine times out of 10, that's going to cost me the sale because we lose our rhythm. So what people don't realize is yes, it is far easier. Um, People might argue with me on that actually, but yes, it's far easier to be authentic in your business once you're established. Um, because you can trust that your reputation's been built and people aren't going to leave you, um, because you say the fuck word on your website. Um, but you also have to do that from the beginning because if you don't, and then you finally do people, it's going to be a noticeable pivot. Maybe your authenticity isn't swearing. Maybe your authentic self is something else, but I can tell you that there were people who emailed me when my new website came out and were like, what? But I just read this page and there were like 10 fucks on this page. <laughs> I didn't even know you said that word. Or like Jenna Kutcher, we were at Illumitry and Jenna Kutcher was like, girl, um, she did this exercise to see um, what she remembered the three things that she remembered from each of us, um, the first minute that she looked at our content Uh and she was telling this person, this, and this person, this, the three things she remembered for me, whiskey, black and white, vulgar, which if you know, not a bad brand, but, um, the vulgarity was way more polarizing for her and others because they had gotten to know like, clean mouthed Danny, right? And I think there can be, there can be realistically a negative and a positive pull from that. Oh yeah. Which is not a bad thing in and of itself, but people just like to anything else are going to have their own personal reaction to that. And why would you want to build your client base off of something that is not authentic to you like that is to keep that persona up is so exhausting because I've done it before I've done the thing where I tried to take bright and airy photos and again I'm just talking about photography but I've tried to take bright and airy photos and I've tried to be the cookie cutter girl who was like taking blogger pictures downtown and like all of those things but they just weren't me and there's nothing wrong with them but they are not me at all and so although it was easy to gain some traction or at least felt that way um it was really exhausting to fake who I was all the time and to like really make sure I wasn't cursing or like really making sure I wasn't talking about women's issues or politics anywhere or the fact that I went out to the bar last night or like anything like that because I had to keep up that cookie cutter um presentation which just wasn't authentic to me and I think So probably the easiest example of this, right, is if you're a dog person building a business for cat lovers, right? That's that's literally what you're doing um, when you're not authentic in your business in the beginning. 
Um, and if you were scandalized by that, which you should be, that means you should also be scandalized by the idea of building a business that attracts people um, that aren't your people. Because eventually you're going to have to take that business that you've built for cat people and peel back all the cat paws and the whiskers and the fish and the little cute toys and put up tennis balls and leashes and dog parts and beaches and all of those things. And that's a huge switch. And it's going to take you time. And guess what? It's probably going to take you money. And all of the clients that you were worried about not getting in the beginning, and so you took anyone and built the cat person business, you could lose during the transition phase and experience the same kind of hurt just three or five or seven years later when you finally take the time to make the switch. So you're, by, you're just delaying the inevitable, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. No, not at all. So what do you think are combined a couple of tips that we could give the audience to if since most of them are in the beginning stages of their business um, to start off their journey on a truly authentic foot to themselves? Like, what do you think as far as like marketing goes? And then I'll give a couple tips on mindset. So I think as far as marketing goes, um, our lives are messy. I don't care who you are. Your life is messy, and that's okay. Um, so maybe, maybe you're not in a place where you're ready to share the mess, um, but share the message that comes from the mess and use that as your authenticity. If you had a super shitty situation happen in your life um, this week, maybe, maybe don't talk about it this week while it's happening. But it's okay to blog about it next week or the week after and say, hey, this thing did happen. Um, and because I feel like the scariest thing about being authentic, aside from turning away potential clients, and because here's the thing, building the cat business, even though you're a dog lover, um, you can turn people away there too. It's just less painful because it's a shell. It's less painful because people are chipping away at the armor of the character, not the person. Um, so I think also just recognizing that you and your business are one, but you and your business are not the same, right? Um, so putting marketing in place and being, being your authentic self, starting by sharing the message that comes from the mess. Um, but also, like, when you're evaluating website traffic or clients or conversion rates or whatever that is, um, there, people aren't saying no to you. People are saying no to whatever didn't mesh with them, right? If I'm a cat lover, you could be the coolest fucking dog person in the entire world, but I'm a cat lover. So I'm not going to click yes. Um, so that's what I would say. And then also, um, when it comes down to, oh, no, the thought just completely left my head. Maybe it'll come back. Um, <laughs> but as far as the mindset goes, um, I would say that getting authentic is hard. Even though it is truly your authentic self, it's hard um, because it's at your most vulnerable place, like Danny just mentioned. So you, 
you need to put in the work to really find out what that is. Like, I'm not saying that tomorrow you should go out and change change everything you've been putting out there into the world. You need to do the self-reflection work and also the self-acceptance work and really say, this is who I am and I am proud to put this out there into the world. I don't have to be a cat lover for people to love me. Um, and the way that we do that or one of the best ways to do that is instead of saying, um, well, when we start describing ourselves to people, oftentimes since we spend a, a lot of our time in the entrepreneurial world, we're describing ourselves by what we do and not who we are. So a lot of times I'm saying I'm a photographer or I'm the founder of the Babetown Collective rather than really telling people who I am. So when you're trying to figure that out, think about things like um, where you grew up. What's your favorite color? Uh, what's your favorite meal? What do you like to do in your downtime? What are your favorite books to read? Those types of things will help you really find out because you know those things best. No one knows those things other than you, but you don't think about them often. In, like in our everyday life, we are not talking about those things that are truly who we are on the inside. We're talking a lot about our business and what we can do for other people. Um, so once you can kind of find out that core and those little silly things that are inside you, like the fact that, you know, Danny loves whiskey and, um, you know, I, whatever my thing is of the month, because I'm just fickle minded and changing all the time. <laughs> and I talk about, I talk about that all the time throughout my business. Um, once you find out where that, what that is and kind of fall in love with that part of yourself again, then you can truly talk about that throughout your business in an authentic and real and raw way to yourself. And again, what is authentic to you is authentic to you. And if you don't say fuck or you don't talk about those deep, dark places of your life, that doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job, but you just need to really get comfortable with who you are and accept who you are and then flourish on top of that. Because here's the, here's the thing, right? We... We are multi-passionate humans, even if we don't, like even if we haven't started multiple businesses, even if we haven't gone down multiple paths, we are multi-passionate humans. Um, and what we love is going to change. And so what our business does is going to change. Like three years ago, I used to be a brand designer. What? Um, but if you build a business on authenticity and the things you love, it doesn't matter if today you're a brand designer, two years from now you're a photographer, two years from that, two years after that you're a business coach because your people will follow because they fell in love with you for the things that you love. The best example of this is Jenna Kutcher. She is a photographer, an educator, a watercolor artist, a speaker. She has a condo that she rents out to people. So she technically has what, like five or six different businesses? But, but people she, know her from those authentic pieces that she puts out. The mac and cheese, the rescue mm -hmm. dogs, her relationship with Drew, her passion for travel. And so her community stays engaged with her for the mac and cheese. And it was a scandal when two days ago on Insta Stories, she said that she switched from Kraft to Annie's. <laughs> I, mean, I bet you 10 bucks that that Insta story got way more engagement than like a wedding post that she's done. hundred um, percent. But people have followed her from watercolor artist to photographer to educator to speaker because they fell in love with her for the mac and cheese and the dogs and drew and travel. 
So when you build your business around your authentic self, your tribe, your community, whatever you call the people that follow you, um, are going to stay because they fell in love with you. They didn't fall in love with brand design or photography or strategy. And how awesome to fall in love with yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So go out there, get authentic with yourself and with your business and take it in baby steps if you need to, but start making the change if you feel like you aren't truly being authentic in your business. Cause I promise it'll be such a better experience once you get there. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, how easy would it be to just roll out of bed, put on some clothes and be you? Yeah. <laughs> it's the best job ever to just be you. Hundred percent. All right, you guys. We'll have some resources for you in the show notes on authenticity. And we will see you next week. Bye.